This is the Energizing India podcast. Today we welcome Vasudha Madhavan, founder, CEO of Ostara Advisors, to our, our, our team studios located at our campus in Pune. Um, it's an interesting day today. It's the 7th of March. Typically it should be a hot day, but we are in the middle of a thunderstorm uh, and it feels more like a cold, blustery winter's morning somewhere else in the world. Uh, and the birds seem to be having a great time frolicking around the, the campus as a result, something you don't see at this time of day. Um, Vasudha, you are um, CEO of India's first electric mobility and sustainability investment bank. Uh, and your company, Ostara Advisors, has facilitated some of the pioneering investment deals in this sector such as, for example, Greaves acquires Ampere or Altigreen raising the largest private equity round in this space uh, in India. Uh, or perhaps the first time a Silicon Valley based set of investors in, has invested in the EV startup ecosystem in India, among several others. Um, to our industry sector, you perhaps need absolutely no introduction as you touch every CEO and founder in this space to help them. So thank you for making the time and traveling from Bangalore to Pune to be a part of this. Oh, it's a pleasure. In fact, the weather's making me not miss Bangalore at all. <laughs> so it's making me feel most welcome. Making us as cool as Bangalore. Um, yes, if you ever needed an example or proof that climate change is here, this probably is it. Um, Vasudha, you've been with us two, uh, two years ago. You, uh, you were featured on the, on the program. Thank you for making the time to come back. I'm interested between that time and now, uh, what do you think has changed in the EV sector? Yeah, so it's actually been two years and I think for most of us who've been early insiders in the EV ecosystem, we've seen it grow for the last four, five, six years. I think it's 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 definitely been a transformational period. I think definitely COVID created several uh, sort of uh, triggers to the transformation. Uh, most importantly, what we saw was suddenly fuel prices being very volatile and, and that leading to, uh, you know, fuel prices being volatile, people stuck at home, a lot more e-commerce that got, got, you know, happened in India. And that those kinds of things, though, while we didn't connect the dots at that time, really helped in pushing forward the uh, EV ecosystem in the commercial segment and in the last one delivery segment. So I think to me, that was one of the largest sort of sudden changes and there has also been uh, during the pandemic a greater awareness globally towards net zero and towards climate positive businesses and that i think these three are i mean they are really macro i mean two are macro at an india level and the other one is really a global macro but it has helped tremendously in creating awareness and in uh, also activating global investor pools in this direction which is really really important because for India, for the EV ecosystem to really grow, uh, and when I say the EV ecosystem, I, I mean the whole value chain from, from the battery uh, cell, the manufacturing end, which you're so aware of, uh, so closely associated with, to the end of fleets and applications and even retail applications and so on. So, and everything in between, supply chain, charging and uh, <clears throat> technology and uh, everything else. Uh, it's really important for this ecosystem to kind of take off uh, and that can only happen with access to global capital and that would not have happened with with all of if it were not for all of these changes and then the geopolitical changes with respect to china and then india coming to the forefront globally also a lot of this has kind of led to those head, uh, tailwinds so the, the last time we met you, you'd raised a very interesting uh, data point you talked about how the investment that had happened in the EV sector in 2022 
uh, was the same amount as the last 10 years put together. Yeah. Uh, so you had almost, you know, a 10x uh, growth in investment in that one year. Yeah. Uh, here we are now, uh, 12, 12 months later. Uh, what are you seeing uh, in terms of investment deals? Uh, what you know, what what's happening in the market? I'm particularly interested in which sectors. You talked mm-hmm. about commercial, last mile. Is it yeah. is, so? Is it two wheelers, three wheelers? Is it cars? Is it trucks? Is it charging? You know, uh, what kind of deal sizes are we looking at over the last 12 months? Sure. So uh, we analyzed this in, uh, in January when we actually put out our newsletter. Um, and, and what we saw was a couple of interesting trends. Firstly, between uh, 20, the calendar year 2021 and the calendar year 2022, uh, the total amount of funding that came into the ecosystem was 1.7 billion in 2021 and 1.3 billion uh, US dollars in 2022. So while it was slightly lesser, the interesting thing was that it was in, in 2021, much of the funding went to two or three large players. One billion of that 1.7 went to Tata Motors. And, and 700 was split between a lot to Ola and a little bit and a long tail of maybe about 200 million or so across a wide range of startups. Whereas in 2022, this whole of 1.5, uh, $1.3 billion was split uh, in, in uh, I think the largest deal would have been a $250 million deal or so, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have all of the numbers with me right now. But it was definitely more diversified um, uh, to a larger, larger, slightly larger checks to a more startups. Uh, there were probably about 40 to 50 venture capital and private equity deals that closed in 2022. A lot of them... Uh, came uh, through some uh, which, which were either institutional investors and they or they were even family offices or they were names like uh, Magna which invested in Yulu and so on. So there's also this uh, there's there's this interesting trend towards strategic uh, which we can talk about. Uh, so that was really the difference. Very concentrated to slightly more diversified. The other sort of top trend uh, was uh, OEMs which I think continues to remain OEMs do take 70-80% of the share of funding and then slowly we expect that the supply chain and the financing and the components and the technology and the charging all of those parts so those have typically tended to be all set within the 25% uh, of, of, of the share of funding. So you talked about uh, an interesting trend of strategic investments in this sector which I understand would be companies that are in the sector investing in other startups or technology companies in this sector versus PE or VC funding, you know, purely on risk to see where this technology will go. Uh, Why do you think that is happening? Is it because the frothiness disappeared from the PE and VC market in 2021-22 when, you know, um, there was almost a a holiday or a blackout of any investment funds doing anything anywhere in the globe uh, and and therefore strategic investors taking that uh, space or... uh, is it about the the bigger companies in India waking up to the fact that the market has moved too quick and now they're trying to catch up and, and be a part of this play? I think it is both for sure. Uh, globally, uh, what we've seen is in India and globally, we've seen that incumbents have found uh, themselves you know, suddenly waking up to this change, which is happened so fast, which yeah. has happened so fast mm. and which is sweeping the world. And a lot of their R&D and a lot of their investments into plant and machinery technology uh, and everything over the last 10 years is suddenly looking irrelevant. Yes, so totally. now there's this need to access technology. There's a need to access this 
those order books again with with being equipped for it and uh, being present in the change and being relevant and continuing to remain relevant for the next 50 years so there is that sudden uh, sort of move which has made a lot of the strategics wake up and and hence you know just go out scouting for opportunities whether minority or majority a lot of the majority uh, the other thing that did happen also that played into it was that there was a uh, significant uh, a significant chill in the funding market mm-hmm. and and that led to maybe investment bankers reaching out to different sets of investors mm-hmm. that they typically wouldn't have and 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 those things happened and and the and adding to the and the tailwinds that were already happening in india was that you know the market was growing there is there is last mile mobility happening there is lot of quick commerce happening there is lot of last last mile deliveries and things like that which were leading to which are continuing to lead to demand for those kinds of vehicles and services and you know swapping charging you know so it kind of all came together so um i i want to focus this question from the perspective of uh, a young startup founder who's got an idea and will eventually come to you for funding or come to someone like you for funding uh, so two questions on that uh, first up what are the average ticket sizes that you're seeing in new technology startups today you know looking at, uh, in in terms of an investor appetite and secondly um, as a founder in an ev tech startup in 2023 what should be front of mind uh, when you're going out to look for investors sure i think more than ever um, while this industry is nascent and while sales of two wheelers three wheelers are on the way up but they're still nascent there's still a small percentage uh, in three wheelers is probably a decent percentage of new sales uh, but on the overall market there are a, a, a small percentage of vehicles on the road etc uh there is definitely a lot of startups still creating vehicles and saying that oh we want to be the next two wheeler oem uh, made for uh, delivery or made for shared mobility or made for uh, pers- this kind of personal personal mobility use case so to those i would say that it's going to be difficult to fundraise until your un- until unless you displayed traction and you displayed that you're sign- significantly different because again it's a mass market and it's less about the how cool the product is and how it, but more about how much you can how many of them you can get it yeah get it into people's hands and then yeah. support that you support so the user price service price yeah, yeah price and yeah. service and availability yeah. Yeah. so that's what it's all about so there it's going to be pretty much more about are you already in traction mode or not uh, in technology or in uh, areas where innovation is upfront uh, i think i would still say that early fundraisers are happening with institutional investors which two years ago we didn't see and so most of the companies used to actually access the family investor uh, market but today we can see early stage vc funds coming there there for sure it's uh, like if you are uh, creating charging technology or you're creating something with relation uh, with relation to a component which is electronics yeah etc it's definitely going to matter that your technology is rock solid it can hold up to some global comparables it can actually have a good moat and you're able to build order books in india and you're able to so you've started things off on the traction front as well uh, and and definitely innovation plus traction will will enable you to get that first check 
uh, and you can you can even start with a check as small as a, a, a million and a half, two million, three million from some of the early stage institutional investors. I think today what some of the early stage institutional investors are looking at also are they're more open to uh, a bit more hardware, right? Uh, uh, in in yeah. addition, and so that is very important that we have the investors also approaching it that way. So you talk about these sectors. Uh, you talked about last mile delivery on two wheelers. You talked about some innovative two wheeler technologies, and that could be you know the Acer, Oda, Torque, end of the spectrum. And then you've got the three wheeler market. Lots of people trying to be there from uh, you know tons of names now. Whether you take uh, Kinetic Mahindra, OSM, uh, in and many others, right? Um, yet outside of the innovation tech space, which is Acer. Nobody dominates any of these last mile delivery spaces yet. There isn't a clear outlying winner in two wheelers for last mile delivery. There isn't a clear outlying, you know, winner in the space of three wheeler. Do you think uh, this market will always be fragmented because it's growing so quick now, or do you think we'll go to the way of the old India, where one or two companies dominated the sector and everything settled down to that? Yeah, I think the overall trend of how many OEMs will be present. Is more it's overarching. Uh, the the commentary there is more overarching rather than it being limited to personal mobility or last mile delivery. It is what is happening is there are more use case based vehicles that are being made and that can be made with the electric vehicle technologies. Right, you can create very very t- tuned vehicles which can either are suited for load carrying or are suited for a certain kind of speed pickup and things like that. So, uh, uh, so it is going to it is becoming that kind of a play. So you have variants based on use cases which earlier you didn't have. Um, so, uh, and having said that, I think the and uh, the and also what's happening is that there are more OEMs because the barriers to entry for an OEM. Uh, or for a product to be developed as an OEM is are relatively low, and and so all you need to do is you have fewer parts. You need to perfect those. In some cases, companies or businesses or founders are are aggregating those parts and creating it. How long that will go is is a different story. But I think you need you you have a lower barrier to entry overall if you want to perfect fewer parts and then be able to build supply chain around it to be able to succeed. So I believe that a lot of the players today that are dominating the two wheeler three wheeler space are definitely new. OSM, Altigreen, Euler, uh, and others didn't exist earlier in the old IC ecosystem as OEMs. Right, so these are all new names in the EV two-wheeler space. All of them, Nero Electric, uh, Okinawa, Aether, uh, Ampere, uh, all of these are new names, and uh, uh, and and to that as as two-wheel in their current avatars, right? Uh, so uh, so in some sense, it is going to be a larger number of OEMs, and when the dust settles, uh, I think it will be more fragmented than the IC. That's interesting. Okay, so that is actually exciting from the investment perspective. So let's look at this same subject instead from the founder's perspective to the perspective of a potential prospective investor. Um, the, uh, the Energizing India podcast we found this, the investment community across the world uh, tends to listen and send us little emails asking us further questions. Um, if you are an investment house looking to invest in India and EV space, what are the sorts of opportunities available in 2023? Mm-hmm. Very interesting question. So, see, as as a EV focused investment bank, we it is we have 
basically the the core mission is that we need to get indian founders the best and brightest in the ev found in the ev ecosystem in india to get funded access to global capital and the more we can catalyze this the more this ecosystem will grow not just for the indian market for the global market and that's a unique opportunity that india has where we have both innovation and manufacturing scale that we we can build uh, and and so it's important that we curate and we and we invest uh, quote unquote invest in the right businesses and right founders and have them access the global ecosystem and to the global investor ecosystem our commitment as ostara advisors is that we will bring you the right kind of businesses we will do our diligence we will use our technical understanding to curate the right right companies and take them to you uh, and and to them i would say that the opportunity is immense today when the world is going electric when energy is going renewable there are components there are parts of this ecosystem both on technology and hardware that need to be created from scratch and indian companies can actually do this we can manufacture we can do r&d we can create these uh, these components so there is a, there is a huge opportunity in ev vehicle components in energy components which can go into uh, renewable energy storage there is there is uh, there is an opportunity in electronics there is an opportunity in battery recycling so across the value chain of of all of this there is going to be there is opportunity in financing these businesses right uh, which comes under climate positive financing or impact financing etc so there is uh, there is a wide range of opportunities if you go look a little deeper go beyond the shiny oem names and just look a little deeper there is a lot uh, that that can be actually uh, that can be funded including the oems i mean a lot of the oems are creating stellar products for the world for india for use cases that can be funded so the whole ecosystem is is there so that must mean 24 2024 and 2025 will be quite exciting years in the ev sector particularly for new investments yes and But, the yeah. and the growth is going to be there so 5 yeah. yeah. to 10 years the growth is going to be there indian policy has been extremely supportive absolutely so i have you seen in the last two years a, a difference in the china plus one strategy of uh, global majors coming to india to manufacture are you seeing that really on the ground or is that still at the policy level no absolutely we are seeing it on the ground uh, in addition to helping startups raise funding we also work with incumbents in the automotive and energy ecosystem where they are trying to access either technology or they they are trying to respond to their clients who want them to supply these parts right so the indian automotive industry is 77.5% of india's gdp so it's a very large industry and this industry is trying to respond to this new change and in this we see that those clients which are global tier ones uh, global oems are asking our tier ones to 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 come up and come up to the table on on battery parts or motors or what have you so there is definitely uh, there is definitely that i don't think uh, i i think the india it's up, up to us to really be able to to support this so there is demand there is global demand excellent so for you personally uh, which is the which are the sectors within ev and electric mobility that you get most excited about when something comes across your table i i think that uh, yeah i mean i it's i, I would say that this year we we've set a mission that we will work with the component ecosystem whether it is charger components or it is motors controllers pack components etc 
definitely i think that that is a foundational layer for the ev industry to grow and we have had a dependence which is global um and and uh, you, you know i think i didn't mention i kind of missed mentioning it in your previous question that all these global oems that are talking to our companies today uh to supply them parts are saying who oh, can you replace uh, china or can you give can we give those orders to you so that is an opportunity that we have uh, so that is something that i'm excited by indian ev consumer needs financing whether he's he or she is a business consumer or a private um, personal mobility consumer and that's an area also that we believe is is going to be strong it's changed uh, a lot in two two years hasn't yeah, it yeah yeah banks are willing to banks to are willing to but yeah. but there's still a little bit of hesita- hesitation yeah yeah there's <laughs> still, still a lack of understanding of, yes, yes yes so we need to decode that space we need to get that kind of supported and of course the uh, the supply chain i think that's that's a big one Excellent Vasudha always a pleasure to talk to you so many nuggets of knowledge that come thank you so much for having made this uh, time to be with us and it's we look forward pleasure. to having you on again <laughs> it's a pleasure look forward to it great i'm your host for this episode Ravin Mirchandani but i would not be here without the amazing energizing india podcast team onkar our podcast director and the man who makes it all happen in the end much like a big fat grand indian wedding bringing together the research data and attention to details all in the timelines to get the next episode out on time three vikram our podcast co-host and head of research and sunil who along with me is executive producer of our program the energizing india podcast is an adore digatron production giving a voice to the ev industry in india if you enjoyed listening to us today Make sure to follow us on whatever platform you are listening on whether it's Spotify, Apple iTunes or our own portal energizingindia.tv. Thank you very much and see you on the next episode.